Welcome to another episode of Joining the Dots. It's Sophia here. So this week I have on the podcast Gordy Smythe, who left his established manager role in February 2020 to set up on his own. Since then, he's gone from having only a handful of clients to turning over about 150k a year and now two employees. So we talk about the challenges of setting up, what it really takes in terms of mindset, how he navigated through the pandemic, which he was not expecting, um, how he found hiring for his own business and the future plans for the business as well. So if you want to set up on your own one day, I think this one's going to be for you. So enjoy. Hi, Gordy, you all right? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks. Well, I'm excited to have you on, so thanks for joining me. So I know you're quite keen on... Um, like social media, your blogs, webinars, things like that. I've kind of seen you, you know, getting involved in. Um, have you ever done a podcast before? No. This is your first <laughs> no. time. Yeah, I was invited onto Radio Lancashire last year. Oh yeah. Briefly, for a brief, a brief stint on radio. But no, I've never done a podcast. So thank you for having me. No, it's all right. Thanks for joining me. So I've already introduced you a little bit already to the people that are listening. I've already recorded something. Um, so you set up in 20, was it the start of 2020 that you set yeah, up? Yeah, February 2020, yeah. Yeah, right before the pandemic. Is that good timing, bad timing? Um, interesting timing for sure. Yeah, and no, I set up at the beginning of February and then six weeks later we're in lockdown. So it was odd. You know, it was a, a difficult time for a lot of businesses. I think I'm always I'm always hesitant to say that it, it helped me because it sounds an awful thing to say. But at that time, I didn't have many clients at all, so I was able to take on clients and support them in a, a you know, much yeah, deeper way and yeah. support them through that, that tough time. So I don't know I don't know where I'd be had it not been for the pandemic. It's just okay. circumstances dictate that's that's the way it was, and I set up right before it, and here I am. Oh, so they needed you, really? Is that kind of what you mean there? Yeah, it's pros and cons. I think I think there was there was there was opportunity there for me to add a load of value because it was such a difficult time, yeah. and a number of clients that I took on at that time weren't getting support from their accountant for one reason or another. Probably because the accountant was just so busy trying to service a much larger client bank. I had next to no clients at that time, so I was able to really look after them and obviously build up a load of goodwill in the process. Uh, which has helped me down the line. But on the flip side, I think people buy people and I was stuck in my house and I couldn't get out and about and I couldn't network and I couldn't do a lot of the things that I'd planned to do, you know, mm. per my original business plan. So it all it all changed quite quickly, really. And I just made the made the most of it or did, did the best I could with it, really. Yeah, so it's been two years now. Things going all right? Really good, yeah. Yeah, it's been, yeah, 20, 21 months. Yeah, it's gone... It's gone really well. It's grown far, far quicker than uh, than I anticipated, than yeah. I thought it would. Yeah, yeah, I've been delighted really with the the way that the business has grown. There's been there's been challenges, and perhaps we'll touch touch upon but, some of yeah. them. But um, but it's grown far quicker than I than I could have hoped for. Really, two employees now as well, which I didn't anticipate having at this stage. So yeah, yeah Is it's it gone Laurie, really, and Joe? Laurie and Joe. Laurie yeah. and Joe, yeah, both, both great lads. So. Very lucky to have them. Oh, brilliant. So I suppose my first question that I really want to know is why did you do it? Like why leave, you know, a secure job? Why why go from being a PAYE employee to setting up on your own? What was the motivation behind it, behind all of that? I think there's lot there's lots of things really that that prompted me to take the plunge. And I will I will say it was a case of taking the plunge as opposed to being certain that I was ready. I didn't I didn't quite know. And I was looking for, for my next challenge. So I suppose to rewind slightly, I'd progressed my career to senior management level. I worked for a great company, but that, that business was going through a period of transition towards the end. There were changes at board level and at senior management level. It was going into a new era and it was a case of, right, okay, I, I kind of roll up my sleeves and I you know, go into this new era with them or I look for a fresh challenge. Mm-hmm. And... I felt for, for various reasons that a fresh challenge was the way to go. In terms of setting up on my own, I, I think I think I wanted to I wanted that control over my own destiny. I wanted to do things my way. Yeah. So I'm not saying that you know I had all the answers that that my way is perfect or anything like that. But I wanted to I suppose live by the sword, die by the sword. I had 
had strong views on on the type of accountant I wanted to be on the type of yeah. accounting firm I wanted to work for and so I decided to give it a world building it myself so there we are yeah. so from that flower accounting was built so is what where's the name come from is it something to do with your daughter or something like that the, the name flower no no it's, oh. <laughs> uh, this is what happens when accountants try and dabble in marketing so I just came up with it because it was based around growth basically oh so I see right yeah was to grow richly so um, I was looking at words around flower, thrive, flourish mm-hmm. type. Yeah, that type of thing. I think I know, I think I've seen a couple of flourishes on um, LinkedIn, actually. Two kind of in the Northwest. It's probably a good, it's probably a good job you didn't go with. Yeah, and I started with thrive. I started with thrive. I thought I like that, thrive. And then there was a thrive. And then I looked at flourish and there was a flourish. And I thought, well, yeah, I think there's two. nobody in the right mind's going to call a professional services firm flower. So uh, I went with that. So there we go. It's it's different. It, it yeah. will hopefully be more memorable than most. Yeah. You know, well, I remember it. it. I remember it. Um, yeah, I went with flower, and as I say, it's a focus on on growth, and that that's that's what we try to do ultimately. You know, we try to grow with our clients, we try and support them on the journey. I just thought it was a nice pair of words, I suppose. Yeah, it is nice. So, what do you think the biggest difference is then between the you know being an employee and then being a practice owner what what's the main difference there might be one might be a couple of things but what's really standing out to you saying that's just completely different it's very very difficult to switch off i'll tell you that oh right okay yeah Yeah. so i don't know i see myself as a business owner first and foremost now and an an accountant second accounting is what i do you know it's what i trained in yeah there's challenges every day as a business owner that get thrown at you and you have to wear all these hats you know you have to do think back to to the beginning when I started I was having to do everything you know you mentioned marketing and social media and yeah you have to do the job lot but it's helped it's helped me because it enables me to 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 talk on a level with other business owners Mm. and I think that's a big factor as to why I've grown quite quickly because I've been able to connect with people um, on a level yeah because I've gone through what what they've gone through. You know, I'm I'm doing it. I'm living it. I'm breathing it. I'm trying to grow a business myself, and I recognise all the challenges that come with that. So, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I don't know. I, I think I just feel a great sense of, of responsibility to my team. I've got employees now, as we said, uh, to my clients. You know, mm. I want to. Anybody can come on a podcast and, and talk the talk. You've got to. You feel to then go on walk the walk. You know, and I feel like we're doing that. We're getting a lot of client referrals now. Um, so obviously doing something right, but yeah, it's empowering, it's inspiring, but it's also pretty, pretty scary being a business owner at times. And it's just understanding how we can control what we can control, uh, and mitigate some of, some of the risk. Um, and as I say, because I'm doing that myself in my own business, it helps me do that with my clients as well. Oh, brilliant. So I get a lot of people tell me that they want to set up on their own, but I don't, you know, believe it or not. A lot of people want to set up on their own. Do you think you have to be like a certain type of person or a certain type of accountant to set up on your own? Because in the grand scheme of things, realistically, everybody that's told me they want to set up on their own, they're not all going to be successful. There can't possibly that many, there can't possibly be that many firms out there or small businesses, and some will fail. Do you to be successful, do you think you need to be a certain type of person or accountant? I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, there's nothing special about me whatsoever I think you've got to back yourself you've got to have the courage of conviction to say you know what I think I think I could do this a better way or at least a different way and I'm going to give it a shot I think naturally people will be more risk averse than others that's just human nature so you've got to be prepared to take a risk I think in the accounting profession specifically it's tricky because you start off as a trainee and you pay peanuts and then you progress your career to a more senior level where you do have a nice salary and a nice package and then the idea of walking away from that and starting again and going full circle back to earning buttons is is very difficult for for a lot of people to do you know I mean I started as a trainee on 14 grand I remember 14 grand a year and then in year one I filed my tax return um and I think it was about 15 grand from memory so I've gone literally full circle so so you have to be able to do that as well financially that's a barrier yeah Yeah. you know I wasn't mortgaged up to my eyeballs I didn't drive a fancy car I'm quite careful with with money so I had a 
I had a pot of money there that, that allowed me to try and build something for, for a couple of years. You know, that was my thinking at the time. I thought I'd give it two years and worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out as I, as I hope, I'll, I'll go and get a job. And, you know, I've got the I've got the exams behind me. I've got the qualifications and experience there. So I suppose it was easy for me in that regard because I knew yeah. that even if it didn't go to plan, it wouldn't be the end of the world. You know, I wasn't going to lose my house or, or things like that. It just meant that I had 12 months at least where I'd have very little money. Mm-hmm. And of course, going back to the, the pandemic, we couldn't do anything anyway. So it didn't really make any odds to <laughs> me that, you know, I didn't have any money at that time. And the business has grown now to the point where I'm earning more than I was earning previously, which, oh, is, which is nice. So, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just taking that hit financially yeah. in the short term whether whether or not that's feasible for a lot of people it won't be and I understand that but over and above that it's just a case of backing yourself you know okay. and if you look up the way and you think you know I, I can do that you know and I could do it could do it my way and maybe I could do it a bit differently maybe I could do it a bit better who knows back yourself just back yourself yeah okay so backing yourself making sure you're financially comfortable is there any sort of different type of mindset that you think you need to have so I'm thinking maybe like a don't give up type of attitude do you need a certain type of mindset and what's your mindset as well when it comes to running a firm? You do, you do. I don't quite know what that mindset is, but it has to be kind of glass half full, I'd say. Mm. I remember somebody gave me a little card when I just started up and it said, what if I can? You know, what yeah. if I can? Question mark. I kept that on my desk and yeah. I thought, well, we're always too quick, aren't we, to say, well, well what if I can't? What if, what yeah. if this goes wrong? What if I don't get any clients? Yeah. What if nobody likes me? What if I'm not good enough? What if technically I'm at my depth? But then you can flip all that, can't you? You can go, well, well what, what if, if I, I can? can? What, if, what <laughs> if I am more? What if I can be more? What if I can do this? And, I, and I've always backed myself. I've always been quite confident in, in what I can do, or at least prepared to kind of jump in and sink or swim. You know, yeah. and that goes back to previously when I've gone for jobs as well. You know, you go for a job and you think, mm. crack, you look at the job spec, you think, can I do this? I'm not quite sure. Well, let's go in and talk the talk, and we'll yeah. back. We'll get off the <laughs> talk, talk. That, that, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to back yourself. I think, I think it comes back to that. And I, w- I would always encourage people to back themselves and not to underestimate what they know. That was something that somebody said to me quite early in my career, um, and it always don't underestimate what you know. Yeah, no, that's really good. I like that. So you mentioned before it was scary to begin with. How? Take us back to them early days then of setting up. Scary? Were you fearful? Were you excited? Anything else? <laughs> you, you name it, I experienced <laughs> oh, just an God. incredible roller coaster. You know, one day, uh, one day the, that glass is half full and you think you're going to take over the world and the next day you think, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I'm going to have money in six months, 12 months, 24 months, whatever the case may be. Um, it is just a roller coaster of emotions, really. I sat, I sat there in the office at the beginning of February and I incorporated the company and I kind of thought, right, this is it now. I've got a, I've got a chance here. I'm in a privileged position, I suppose, to be able to try and build something over two years. As I say, that was my original plan, kind of budgeted for that. And it was like, okay, what next? You know, I've, I've taken this decision now to, yeah. to leave a, a job, a good job, a good firm. You know, I'd spent a lot of years building, building my career. I walked away from it and I'd be lying to you if I said there were times where I wasn't kind of sat on my desk scratching my head thinking what the heck have I done <laughs> but then the other feeling kicks in you know that what if I can you know mm. I can go do something now it was kind of liberating it was empowering so mm. yeah it's exciting it's scary it, it's it's everything and it's flown you know it's flown so quick and it, it's almost hard for me to think back to those early days where I didn't really have any clients where I was just trying to put the foundations in place, you know, in terms of the software that we were going to use and sorting out the marketing and, you know, trying to position us and all the rest of it. And it, it seems like a different lifetime ago, to be honest with you. But, but equally, it's it just feels like I've clicked my fingers and, and here we are. So, yeah, it's 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 difficult. It's difficult to, to stay balanced, I suppose. Yeah. That's... That's a big thing, really. Trying, trying to stay kind of level-headed and stay and stay balanced because yeah. it is a roller coaster of emotions. I felt a great sense of guilt on one hand because I've really? walked away from a well-paid job, and all of a sudden, I wasn't contributing as much financially to the to the family. You know, yeah. I literally enough so that I could cover 
cover the mortgage and the core bills and that was about it so there was a great there was i'd be lying if i said i didn't feel a great sense of pressure in that regard mm. so there was no pressure on me insofar as i was in danger of losing the house or things like that because i'd have just gone out and got a job if needs be but there was pressure there insofar as not wanting to let people down yeah of course. Not, wanting to, not wanting to let let myself down you know not wanting to let my clients down there was a lot of pressure there and it has taken its toll in some, in some regards. So I don't want to come on here today and, and, and paint a picture that, you know, you, you go on, you, you set up a business and I'm 21 months down the line and we're doing about 150K turnover, which I'm really proud about. Amazing. Um, but I don't want to paint a picture that that has been all it's kind of champagne. It's been yeah. hard, hard work. Yeah. And, and mentally, it's been a lot tougher than... I anticipated we've got to be prepared to to kind of go through that go through that pain I suppose initially uh come out of that comfort zone and I think it's ultimately the people that do that that, that go on and have successful businesses you know I've looked at looked at a lot of business owners over the years who've been incredibly successful just down to earth everyday people nothing yeah. nothing special about them and they'd always be quick to say that themselves but they've just had the courage to fight through it and get through it and, and build something amazing and my 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 business is still very much in its early days to some people 150k turnover and 21 months might be buttons it might be nothing to me that's success and i think mm. it's important for us for us all to have our own version of success i've no aspirations to be a rich man i don't need much in terms of money to keep me happy but as I'm long really as you're impressed and you'll be fine <laughs> With all your pictures that you've got. Boys, as long as I can afford my season ticket a few days <laughs> a weekend, keep the family happy, then, you know, yeah. that's, that's all I need. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's it's been it's been good, but it's been hard. And I, and I think that's what I yeah. want to because I want to be genuine in, in explaining my story. I don't want to come on and simply say, oh, we've had this growth and aren't we brilliant and blah, 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 because it's mm. been bloody hard work. I bet. Uh, One of the girls in our office, she's... um she's 22 next week so she's 21 she's amazing but she does have some friends who um are, you know they're all fresh out of uni this summer and she does have some friends who are really wanting to set up their own business because they just don't want to work for anybody and we were talking about it in the office the, the other day that how smooth sailing they think it would be they think how amazing it would be not only do I not have a boss I'll be my own boss but it'll be dead easy and it's just not like that like I've seen it with Doc Recruit the growth of Doc Recruit Phoebe setting up on her own and now she's got you know staff around her it's not easy and Phoebe probably earns the least money out of all of us at Doc Recruit she takes home the least every single month um so yeah I'm really glad that you've kind of stressed that point because I think it's super super important that setting up your own business especially at the age of 21 or whatever age they are looking at it from someone myself who's like knocking on 30's door next year no way could I have set something up on my own at 21 or and you know made sure I've got that kind of drive so yeah I'm real glad you said that so along the way challenges that you weren't expecting but they happened is there anything you can think of where you just thought oh my god I never expected that so for example you know not earning that much money in year one I would probably say that's that's quite an expected thing to have happened. Was there anything that happened where you're thinking, oh my God, I did not see that coming? Well, the pandemic probably. The pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Pandemic was a big year and just yeah. trying to make sense of the bloody ever-changing support yeah. landscape. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was you know, that was challenging. I, I found it, I found it really felt a great sense of responsibility to my clients, as I'm sure all accountants did, in terms mm. of trying to help them kind of nav- navigate through that that period it, it was tough but over and above that I suppose I'm in the privileged position to say that the the other challenge came from growing a lot quicker than I anticipated oh right I, I didn't anticipate growing as quickly as I did so I needed to quickly get the right processes in place to, to enable mm-hmm. me to to scale um safely I suppose um yeah and that's still a work in progress to some degree. You know, Joe's come in and he's helping with a lot of that. There's far too much and still is that's in my head, you know, and it all needs to be systemized so that we can scale and, and scale consistently, you know, in terms of how we're doing things and make sure that um, everything's kind of uniform in that regard. 
No, that's that's good, yeah. Growing too quick. I suppose it's a good challenge to have had, like you said. But... Nice challenge to have, but it was yeah. a bloody challenge. That's all. I bet. <laughs> But so yeah, did you then feel like you needed to scramble quickly to then start hiring? Because, you know, from the outside looking in, when I, when I saw that you took Laurie on and then Joe, I did think, amazing, but I did think, gosh, like, what is going on behind the scenes? Because what, why does it, you know, he's getting his staff in so quickly, which we don't always see for small accountants that set up. So I did think looking in, you must be doing all right. Um, did you have to scramble quickly to try and recruit? Um, I don't know about a scramble quickly, but yeah. I was quite a, quite aggressive in terms of when when I brought them in. So yeah. I probably brought, probably brought them in sooner than most business owners would. Yeah. I've kind of got used to not having any money to be quite honest with you so it meant I could bring them in sooner rather than later have the salary there so I could you know when Laurie came, Laurie came in Laurie was Laurie was paid obviously more than me yeah. at that time um and I had I had no problem with that because yeah. I kind of I was already of the mindset that I wasn't going to have any money for two years so it enabled me to get my ducks in a row so I think again this is this is where you've got to be a little bit careful with social media I think people Seeing that we were appointing people would have probably thought that we were perhaps, you know, we'd, we'd grown quicker than, than we perhaps had. I, I don't really get involved with all the kind of social media nonsense. People can infer what they want. You know, mm. <laughs> if you want to infer that we're doing better or worse than, than we are, I don't, I don't yeah. really care. I have my version of success and, you know, I run run my own race. But no, I brought, yeah. I brought them in as soon as I could, basically, because I knew that that would help me continue to keep my foot to the to the floor and and suppose you, you you take I was prepared to take a, a shorter term financial hit to, to build the business and reap the rewards oh, down the line. No, that's really good. Um so you kind of mentioned before that winning new clients wasn't that big of a struggle. How did if, you, if, if it was a struggle at any point, how did you find winning new clients kind of from the ground up? Because I'm assuming you'd have had none to very little. Um, how did you find kind of winning new business and getting... So, for example, like think of a client that you never even heard of before, never knew before you set up. What were, you, what were your kind of tips and tricks to get those new clients and how did you get them on? I don't know about tips and tricks, but you've, you've got to just get in front of people and... At the end of the day, people buy people, and I believe that. So if I can yeah. get in front of people, have a conversation with somebody, and, and tell them kind of what I'm about and how I see the the world and yeah. the, the type of firm that that we are and that you know I'm building, yeah. and some will like it. Thankfully, most seem to like it, and, <laughs> and some won't, and that's it. But you just gotta have conversations with people, and what you find is that the the hardest clients to get is to say your first five or your first ten. Okay. You know, and then you can get if you get your first ten under your belt, then the next ten are a little bit easier, and then the next ten after that a little bit easier and a little bit easier. And that's obviously just because more and more people are aware of you, more people are yeah. talking about you. If you're doing a good job, you start to get client referrals, which is huge. So I always likened it to to pushing pushing a car up a hill. You know, if you can get if you can just get it over that hill, then mm. you're away. And so I knew that I needed to get to you know 20, 25 clients, and if yeah. I could if I could do that, then it would it would it would grow from there and I managed I managed to do it I did it you know I approached people that I knew had biz, businesses I approached business owners basically that I knew yeah see if I could meet them for a coffee or whatever I did a bit on LinkedIn you know did bits on social media yeah I just tried to let people know as best I could what I was doing and what we were about and kind of how I saw the world and I managed to get in front of enough people by implication I converted some of those and I had yeah. some clients and it went from there really so when you say get in front, do you mean physically on the phone, online, on email, on social media? Is it is it a bit of a mix? Well, a, a mix really. I think I think people buy people, so email's not not so clever. But mm. pre-pandemic, so I set up in in February, twenty twenty, had no clients, and then I had about six week run. Yeah, and obviously I had no clients at that point. So if I kind of just sat in my office, I'd be twiddling my thumbs. So I was trying to network hard and get out and meet people and speak to people. Not just potential clients, but people that could potentially introduce me to clients as yeah. well. You know, I was trying to identify who my key partners mm. uh, were, people that would want to come with me on that on that journey, on my journey, who could help me and yeah. who I could help uh, as well. You know, trying to find that win-win. So, so I, I networked kind of face-to-face pretty hard for six weeks. And then obviously COVID hit and we were on lockdown. And then I've just spent my life on 
Zoom and Teams, it feels like. So, yeah. But I think the, the key really in terms of in terms of new clients is to is to identify your, your key partners, identify the people that can get you in front of clients. And then secondly, once you've got some clients, do a really good job with them. Yeah. And they'll, they'll tell people about you. Yeah, and like then, double down. Exactly. So then all of a sudden you've got lots of kind of salespeople, I suppose, out oh. there speaking about you. Um, and as I say, once 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 I can get in front of people, uh, touch wood, you know, it seems we seem to be we seem to be doing okay conversion wise. So yeah, that's good. So would you say like referrals is one of your big things as well? Say that would you say that's your best way of getting new business at the moment? Referrals from referrals from key partners, yeah. Identify identify your key partners basically would be would be my advice to anybody. People that are prepared to to back you, who yeah. who like your approach, who see what you're all about, like what you're all about, and they'll naturally introduce people to you. Yeah, you know, no. so you, you have to do it slowly. You can't do it in any kind of forced mm-hmm. way. I hate people that kind of approach me and go, "Well, if you introduce me to to your clients, we'll pay you X percent." You know, I, I don't buy into all that nonsense. From from day day one, I've been right. Okay, um, how can we help each other? Yeah, you know, and I don't, I don't buy into the whole kind of commission thing and yeah. all the rest. So almost like what goes around comes around. So it's like, right, you introduce me as goodwill, and then I, it'll, it'll happen again. Is, is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. a lot of people. I mean, any accountants listen to this will, will tell you that they get approached. We get approached all the time by people that see us as a. It's a golden ticket, really. You know, they want to speak to our clients. They know that we're dealing with a lot of clients. They know that we've got a good relationship with them. Um, and I'm very picky of, I'm very picky about who I introduce to my clients. Mm. And I made a decision to to forego or ignore any commission because I didn't want it to potentially threaten my integrity. Yeah. Um, what I did say is, well, okay, I could potentially introduce clients to you if I like what you're about, but I want you to introduce clients to me if you like what I'm about yeah and that, and that way we can grow together it's win-win yeah no I like, I like that same here at dot recruit we um for example if we win a new client because they want to they need a temp worker we, we tend to be perm recruiters here at dot recruit in accounts and finance if we get a new client on and they need some temps we don't have many we do have some temps we do know some but not as many as our our perm candidates so from time to time we will pass that work on to one of our competitors because we know them. So it's not because we're not just fobbing it off, but like Phoebe, for example, you know, she knows a real good temp recruiter in, in Lancashire. So she'll pass it on to him. But absolutely no, we don't want anything. And we've done that a couple of times um, yeah. in the hope that, and in, you know, A, it's absolutely fine. Like no skin off our back, we've got, we've got enough to do. But, you know, also in the hope that, Maybe that favour will be returned one day, if at all. Um, so, yeah, I think we here have a very, very similar mindset to everything you just said. Because we get recruiters approach us and, oh, do you want to do um, split fees on things? And we're like, no, like, it's fine. <laughs> well, it's do you know what I mean? What at, isn't it? Just stick to what you're good at. I mean, that's, that's yeah. the other thing as well. It's like, as an accountant, I can't possibly know all there is to know about tax, yeah. for instance. You know, so it's something... If something comes along that that you I'm not yeah. taking on myself. I know people that I can pass it on to. Yeah. You know, and that that's a big thing, I suppose, being com- being comfortable and confident with what what you what you do know, mm. recognizing what you're good at and and doing <laughs> focusing on that. Yeah. You know, I see that a lot with business owners. They'll they'll jump around and like focus. Yeah. But the reality is there's a million and one ways to make money and it doesn't mean that you should be trying to do the lot. Yeah, absolutely. And just with that particular instance that I was just explaining then as well, you know, that client was a real good client of ours. And then a few weeks later, when they needed a perm member of staff, it was a credit control position, actually, came straight back to us like it wasn't a problem because what we did was we ensured that they got a good service by passing them on. So, yeah, I really like that approach that you've got. So are there any other things that you've implemented when you've set up the business or anything you've done or built the foundations of the business on that maybe other people are missing a trick or your previous employers were missing a trick? Is there anything you've gone, right, I'm going to do that or I'm doing that and nobody else was doing it? Is, is there anything like that? I don't know about 
nobody else doing it but I, i've tried to i've tried to focus on the relationship and i've tried to systemize yeah. i suppose the conversations that we're having with our clients on a regular basis because i felt that advi- advisory in inverted commas or yeah. advice just drops out of having conversations okay. with clients ad hoc, regular yeah. well often often it is ad hoc and often it is it is as and when something crops up but by putting systems in place that mean that you're going to have regular progress reviews for instance at the end of every month or at the end of every quarter mm-hmm. is something then that, that that happens as a matter of course just in the same way that the compliance work happens you know we've got yeah. a back return to do this month we'll get it done we've got year end accounts to do we'll get them done but we can bring in some of those conversations would you to have a conversation with this client by way of a progress review we'll get it done so I've, I've tried to kind of systemize advisory in inverted commas, but there's nothing special or clever about that. It's just having a smaller amount of clients, I suppose, that allow us to service them in a deeper and more meaningful way. That's the, that's our model, really. And yeah. we explain that when we, when we have proposal meetings with, with clients, you know, we explore with prospects as they are at that stage. We say that we, we don't work with everybody. You know, we want to work with a, relatively small number of clients at a deeper level yeah and that and that then allows us to to do more and be more um and that's where you get a greater sense of fulfillment i mm. suppose because i mean i get no bloody joy from doing a vat return let me tell you <laughs> but i do i do get a joy i do get so much joy when i've sat down with client and we've worked through the business plan and then we have a we have a progress review at the end of the first quarter and we're on track are we on track are we not on track you know so I think something that I did learn quite quickly was we need to do bookkeeping I think I think bookkeepers are amazing it really bugs me when when I see the adverts on tv from from zero and quick yeah. books and the they're almost suggesting that you don't need anyone it. yeah um because it's not the case that was a mistake I made early doors we weren't doing the bookkeeping and of course if clients are doing their own bookkeeping it doesn't get done or it's not up to scratch and then you can't have those more meaningful conversations because you've no rich data to work with yeah someone else on my podcast said um what is it you put shit in you get shit out it's true it's true so 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 we're all about kind of building building out building out a more grown-up and robust finance function so we put we work with zero put zero at the hub of it but ultimately it's then okay, how do you make sure that the data is going in as efficiently as possible? And then what are you going to do with it? You know, how do we leverage that? How are we, how are we using that information that's at our disposal to have better conversations with our mm-hmm. clients? Because there's a lot of talk about real-time data, but it, a lot of it's nonsense because if you're only updating your books at the end of each quarter, then it isn't real-time, is it? Yeah. It, might be on, it might be on the cloud. You know, you see that, don't you? We've got 100% of our clients on the cloud. Okay, you know what's what's going on under the bonnet yeah doubling down making sure you've just got a small high quality number of clients is that your usp then or would would you say something else is your usp do you even have one do you even need to have one as a if you call it the usp to be honest with you to me mm. it's just common sense yeah you know just work with people at a, at a deeper and more meaningful level build relationships with people understand where they want to get to position yourself as somebody that can help them on that journey you know, so if we if we have clarities to point A and we know where point B is, we can then start to reverse engineer it. And then we'll naturally want to do things like progress reviews along the way and just work with them and help them and support them. Now, that's not to say that we've got a magic wand, you know, because I've heard it said that, you know, accountants can't really help businesses to grow and it's just marketing and blah, blah, blah. And that's complete enough mm. drivel. Yeah. But it is being realistic and saying, look, we're not, we're not saying that we can wave, wave a magic wand and you know, you, you're going to grow this amazing business and have this amazing business. But it is to say that, you know, there's only three core functions of a business, sales, operations, and finance. Mm. And if and if, we can, if we're ex- experts in the latter, if we can take care of that finance function, then that's going to give you much more opportunity to go on and be successful. So let's just have a chat then about hiring, hiring your employees. So how did you find that making your first employee hire? was it easier the second time around when you made your second one how's how's that been from like a obviously you've been a manager before so it's not brand new information for like brand new to you recruiting but how was that I just winged it, <laughs> winged story, it. Story, story, story of my story of my life story so far I, just, no, I brought Laurie on board Laurie's a friend of mine 
Yeah, of course. So yeah, you know I, him. I met him. I sat down with him. I said, right, look, this is this is the business. This is how I see it. This is what I want us to do. This is this is the role that I see for you. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah. And he, you know, he was he was excited. He bought into he bought into the vision. Um, and we went from there. You know, I've no HR team, so I, I didn't know <laughs> some of the things that you know I ought to be doing. You know, you got to be prepared to bring somebody in and then figure it out from there really do you go anywhere for advice on things like that you know like hr store but no yeah i, I do and, and i've had i've had help with obviously contracts and the like mm-hmm. and just to make sure that that i'm doing everything that that i, sh- that I should be doing yeah you know, there's, there's other bits and pieces that that i could probably do on top but that'll come that'll come with time i suppose yeah was it easier second time around with joe i, su- I suppose easier in the sense that i'd 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 already kind of taken Laurie through that journey. Yeah. So, I, so I had the bones of a training plan, albeit it was a different role. So oh, yeah, right. it's easier with experience, I suppose. But um, so the big, yeah. the biggest struggle that I'll have with the way with the way that we work when we work from home, okay. we work together from from a, from a shared workspace um, from, from time to time, maybe once or twice a month. Okay. But we were working from home. The biggest challenge that I'll have is when I exhaust people that I've worked with previously, who I know what they're about, they know what I'm about. Where then do you go and find good people? I suppose that's that's where you come in, isn't it? <laughs> I was so, going to say hello. Yeah, no, I suppose I've, I've been lucky. To answer your question, I've been lucky. I've been lucky with Joe and Laurie insofar as the, the mates of mine. Yeah, the mates. You've got a network. You know, so it's like, okay, that, that's the contract. That's yeah. the story. We can we can agree like the, the bigger picture stuff. Yeah. And then roll up our sleeves and get stuck in and crack on. I suppose the next challenge will be when you do hire somebody that you ha- haven't met before, that you don't know. That'll be interesting. And it'll be interesting to see how I suppose this is a bit of a question for you, really. Do you struggle at all hiring people that you know and that you mates with? Is that a bit of a problem or do you think it might become a problem? What, what do you think? No, it's not a problem. I mean, that's that's always how I've managed people. I've always yeah. wanted to to know them and on a personal level. Be, be a friend to them. Yeah, yeah. I've always I've always made friends with people that I've worked with, whether I've managed them or not. Yeah. You know, as people work hard and we're pulling in the same direction as a team, then we should all get on. So I've no I've no problem whatsoever in in that regard because I think I've been lucky I suppose in that people that people that work for me going back to my previous role they've tended to work hard you know I've tended to be able to to get the best out of them I don't quite know why that is I might have just got lucky with the people that we recruited but I've worked with a lot of people who who work hard you know good good people so naturally you just become friends with them and yeah that's that's my that's my approach I suppose you know, I, I demand hard work, but equally, um, I run through walls for them if they work hard, and I think and I think that that goes a long way. Yeah. So, if you don't mind me asking them, what are their two roles, Laurie and Joe? You mentioned they're a little bit different, so just be quite good to know if you know if someone is setting up on their own and they are thinking about making their first hires. Although every business is very different so they can't really apply your formula to their business but it would be good to know what these kind of first two roles were what are, what are their kind of responsibilities Laurie and Joe so Laurie's a client partner which means he he has his own portfolio of clients that he looks after okay and then Joe's come in and Joe's uh, operations and compliance so Joe's doing more of the back office stuff, making sure that the accounts and the tax returns and everything's everything's in order and present and correct and as it should be. Mm. So Joe's, Joe's strong technically. He's also good with people, don't get me wrong. Um, but but he's he's really, really strong technically. And Laurie's great with people. Yeah, so I've I think, seen Laurie on like the webinars and, you know, I've seen him around a little great. bit. Great, you know what? He's, he's just... Laurie will just take anything in his stride and give it a go so I, and I remember I remember asking him if he wanted to do a webinar for the Federation of Small Businesses yeah and he'd been he'd, I think he'd only been working with me for about three weeks at the time and he was like yeah 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 I, I definitely want to do it I can't wait and he was and he was genuine with that he was genuinely excited to do it now if it had been me 
particularly his age, I'd have gone, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'd have gone, shit, I'm out of my depth here. <laughs> that's the way that I've always been like, I've always been like, well, I need to, I need to do it because I want to come out of the comfort zone. I want to get out there. Yeah. But he's just not phased. He's just not phased. He's just great with people. So I think I think in pair of them, I've got I've got the right bums on the right seats. Okay. And I think that I think that's key. There's a great great book called Traction, and that talks about getting the right the right bums on the right seats. Um, and I think Ari and Joe are very very different, but very very good at what they do. And I've said to both of them that I'm not I don't want to hide Joe away from people. Yeah. And I don't want Ari to get sloppy technically because Joe will be picking up much of that. I think we've we've got to be kind of rounded mm. accountants. But equally, it's important to recognise your strengths and focus on them and play to them. So yeah, yeah. I've got a compliance, uh, an operations and compliance partner, okay. and a client partner. Is there a third seat coming out? A third bump, third seat, or not yet? Yeah, yeah, soon, soon. Same. Yeah, I'm going to bring in another client partner soon. I think. Oh, so right. We're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna keep our foot to the floor. Brilliant. Why do you think they wanted to come to you then as like a small business, growing business? You know, you were only turning over very minimal in that first year, maybe when, you know, you first got Laurie on, maybe a bit different for Joe now. Why do you think they wanted to come to you to progress their career rather than, you know, someone more established, maybe a bigger practice? You got any ideas, inclinations of why you think they wanted to join you? That's a great question. I'd love to put Mm. to them, actually. but. yeah, Laurie came on board at the beginning of year two. I think I think I was able to say, look, this is what I've done yeah. in year one. This is what I project for year two. This is how I see the world. This is where I see us going. Do you want to be part of that? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I think he bought into the vision. And then Joe came in on six of year two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's been been with us a couple of months now. Yeah. And again, it was it was the same really. It was it was a case of, you know, this this is what we're about. This is where I want want to go. Is that something that would interest you? This is the role that I think would be ideal for you, having worked with you previously. Mm. Um, you know, you sit down with people and you and you you look them in the eye and you know whether or not they're they're excited by it. And and I suppose I was just lucky in, in so far as they they were excited by what what I put to them. Yeah, and I didn't. By, and by the way, I'll say this, and this is something that I'm going to to continue moving forward. I didn't offer either of them any more money. It mm-hmm. was like, what, what, what are you earning currently? Can I make this stack up for me? You know, is it is it commercially viable? Come in, come in at the same wage, and I'll look yeah. after you. I'll yeah. look after you. And when we grow, if if this if X Y Z plays out, this is how I see things changing in ter- in terms of what I can pay you. I think they trust me, but I think that again comes from from working with me previously. Mm. So they've not they've not come on board for more money because I've only matched what they were earning. But but I think that they do know that I will pay them more uh, in the longer term mm. because, because of the way I see the world. You know, I believe in a I believe in a fairer distribution of, of wealth, and they know that. And so they know if we if we go on and we do well and we're successful, then they'll do very well out of it. And I've said from from day dot that I want. I want to build a business that serves everybody who works within it. Yeah. In a, in a very kind of fair and transparent way. So what do you think Laurie and Joe would say about you as a boss then, <laughs> or as a manager and your style? What's that like? I don't know. I don't know if uh, they'd, probably t- they'd probably give a p- politician's answer, I think. I don't <laughs> know. Um, look, I, I, I'm, I'm just myself. I'm just mm-hmm. myself. No, I, I expect people to work hard. Mm. but up and above that I want to have fun at the end of the day we spend a lot of our lives at work so you've got to enjoy it and, and if you're not if you're not happy with what you're doing then crikey move on because mm. you know we're human beings we're not trees if you're not happy where you are move <laughs> not trees. We're, we're we're life's just too short isn't it so yeah. I, try, I try I try and have I try and have fun yeah you know I try and, I try and treat them well um, I'm very, I'm very open with everything, and as long as they work hard, I think there's no problems. Everything's, everything's good. Back them. More than that, they know that I back them. You know, yeah, I will, I will back them 100 percent. You know, besides, besides my daughter, the sense of responsibility that I have and feel towards Laurie and Joe is 
immense because oh. at the end of the day they have come away from from a, a job at a really good firm and they've come and worked for me work with me and i've not even paid them any more money and they've done that and you know what that inspires me so much to go on and, and keep taking this business forward so that so that i can look after them in a way that i feel an employer should look after yeah the her employees you remind me just of phoebe obviously two different sectors still both service sectors but you two just remind me of one another um the difference with us is Phoebe didn't know me. We met at a networking event and we just got we just got on. Um, so that's probably the biggest difference between our kind of two businesses that there was a little bit more risk involved with Phoebe taking me on and me joining Phoebe because we didn't know one another. So that was weird, but we are very, very similar. And everything you were just saying there about having fun, looking after your employees, being open, you know, laughing with each other, crying with each other very 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 similar um so i like that i really like that so thinking forward then what kind of are your future plans actually no i'm gonna just skip that one what's your biggest achievement to date in the last two years no what do you say 21 months biggest achievement 21 months i'm i'm really really proud really proud to have gone from zero to 150k or so 150k plus to be honest um and i didn't do it for the money um far from it but i could never have dreamed to have that kind of growth and and i'm proud actually that i've been able to do that you should be really really i'm proud and and like i said to other people it might be buttons it might be a drop in the ocean and i don't really care but to me that that the fact that i'm now working with with laurie and joe two of my mates I love them both to bits, both great lads. I'm paying them what they were they were paid previously with, with, with plans to increase that as we grow. And the three of us are earning what we're earning before and we're happier and we're having fun. And right. it's just yeah, I'm very proud of that. Obviously, I've got I've got to I've got to build build a turnover. I've got to have a profitable business yeah. so that I can do some good with it, so that so that I can bring on more people and 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 be that employer that I want to be, you know, so that I can onboard more clients and service them in the way that I feel small businesses should be serviced. So I'm not embarrassed by the fact that we've got to keep growing. Um, I don't, I don't know at what point I'll not want to grow anymore. The, mm-hmm. the current business plan takes us to 300k turnover, so effectively to doubling size from from where we are now. Um, and at that point, there would be myself, Joe, Laurie, plus two, maybe plus three. Okay. Uh, and and I'm not really looking beyond that at this time. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's kind of like my last and final closing question, really. What's the future for Flower Accounting? You know, but also as well, I want to know what the future goals are for you personally. So that's kind of two questions. Like, what's the future plans for Flower? And- What's the future plans for Gordy, basically? Um, so for Flower, the current business plan takes us to 300k. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see how I'm feeling once we get to that point, if indeed we're lucky enough to get to that point. But yeah, I, w- I want to, to double, uh, double in size from where we are now, take on another two or three members of staff. Yeah. For me, I talk to clients about the three freedoms, okay. financial freedom, time freedom and mind freedom. Yeah. What do you want more um, of? With the growth, with the growth that we've that we've had, I'm very lucky to be able to say that financially, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay with what I'm able to pull out of the business presently. I don't need a great deal in terms of money. Mm. Um, you know, I can pay pay Laurie and Joan, pay them well, and we're, we're doing something right in that regard. But in terms of my personal goals, I had I had a week off last week. We went to Mallorca. That's the first week I'd had off in oh 21 God. months. And they've come from a come from a place where we had 35 days annual leave per annum. So again, <laughs> you know, it's not all champagne and skills, as I said before. So I want that time freedom. Yeah. Most of all, and this is going to be the hardest thing, I feel. I want I want the mind freedom. Mm. I find it very, very difficult to switch off. 
And at the end of the day, you can have all of the bloody money in the world. But if, but if you can't enjoy your life, you know, with your friends and your family and you can't see a bit of the world and you can't do something with it, then what is money at the end of the day? Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't care less about money. I'm just not naive enough to 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 deny that it that it gives us choice. You know, yeah. we, we can put food on the table and we can we can we can do certain things with money that we can't do without it. But that time freedom and that mind freedom. Mind, yeah. Has anything have you learned anything over along the way that has helped you just get a little bit more mind freedom? Is there anything you could share that is like a really good tip? I struggle with it to be honest with yeah. you. I, oh. I really I really struggle to switch off. I mean, there's there's little things that you that you can do. I've tried implementing things like so I'll come out of my home office and then I'll come into the house and I'll have a shower, for instance. Yeah. Or just having that shower just gives you that break between work and home. Yeah. But the reality is very it's very, very difficult. Something that I need to do more is 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 getting out and walking. Yeah. Um, I've got terrible habits presently with the gym, so I'm not going to the gym, but I should be doing that. And um, I don't know. I think I think I think you can form good habits and bad habits. You know, we all have a smartphone these days, don't we? And what a bloody double-edged sword that is. You know, it's great, you know, I can I can deal with things quickly and efficiently wherever I am in the world. But equally, you're taking work with you wherever you go as well. So you've got to yeah. be careful with that. Maybe one tip is to say, if you're going out for the day, just leave your mobile leave at home. Yeah. Because, you, because you'll invariably get drawn into things if you're, mm. not, if you're not careful. So it's hard. It's hard. But business owners will, will be able to relate you know, to they, that. Relate to that. We'll all have mm. the same. We'll have the same struggles in that regard. Yeah. And, and employees as well. You know, I say to, to, to Laurie and Joe, you know, yeah. you've got to. You've got to enjoy your life first and foremost. Mm. And the, the business, the business, any business is just a vehicle through which you can enjoy your life. Mm. That's the way I see it. And when you when you put it in that regard, you think, well, okay, it's not the be all and end all, but it's it's easier said than done sometimes because it, it can feel that way. I'm yeah. very, very protective over it. I'm very uh, proud of it, you know, and we've not scratched the surface yet I don't feel so that's exciting brilliant excited for you well thank you so much I've really enjoyed that um and hopefully if there is anybody out there that is thinking of leaving their employer setting up on their own or they're wanting to join maybe somebody you know that has recently set up in the last couple of years hopefully they'll get some good good tips and advice from you there and you're on LinkedIn aren't you so they can connect with you with me. yeah I'm, I'm more than happy to give my time to anybody if anybody wants to chat or whatever oh, the case may be more than more than happy to do that yeah so I don't know if it, if it will have helped anybody perhaps but it's been great talking to you either way yeah. so thank you for me. no you're welcome thank you for coming on